0: What's up, everybody? This is The Booch, and this shout-out goes to all of the members of The Booch Cast Nation. On behalf of the entire team and all of my affiliates, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for your continued support of The Booch Cast. Whether it's wrestling recaps, interviews, politics, variety shows movie reviews whatever episodes we come out with you guys listen you guys tune in and you show your support and it means the world to us and we're going to commence with this latest episode in just a moment but i want to take this opportunity right now to let you guys know something really huge that is going on in the world of the booch i am now officially on cameo That's right. The Cameo. The same Cameo where celebrities go and give personal shout out videos for all their fans. And I'm here to let you guys know that for the affordable price of just $25, you can get a personalized video from me on Cameo. And it can be for any occasion that you want. You got somebody you want me to wish a happy birthday? I'll make it happen. You want me to congratulate someone on graduating high school or college? I'll make it happen. Whether it's a happy holidays video. It can be a gender reveal. It can be somebody who needs some motivation. You want the boots to motivate you. Or if you got somebody in your life that you want to break up with. I'll help make the breakup happen. Or if you got somebody in your life that you want to tell to fuck off. And you want it done booch style. All you got to do is go to cameo.com slash booch365 there'll be a link in the description box of every episode of the boochcast from now till the end of time go there book your video customize it however you want let me know how you want it done and i will make it happen for you so go to cameo.com slash booch365 right now and book your personalized video today for the affordable price of $25. And now, on with the show. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Booch Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am super excited because for the first time in what feels like a year, I think it is a year. I don't know if I'm doing the math correctly. Um, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with our NFL week in review. Although I should say this time several weeks in review, because um, you know, we've had a few um, you know, scheduling things, you know, light's been driving us crazy, but finally we've been able to bring back the man that I am super excited to have back on the show. God knows we've all missed him. The NFL Exporter himself, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Lance Goodman. Lance, welcome back, man.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be back. Thank you for having me on. How's everything going?
0: Uh, everything's going good, man. You know, uh, just, uh, you know, you know how it is, man. Getting everything organized, um, you know, juggling projects, everything else. Um, you know, like I said, you, you've been busy with some things. I've been busy with some things, but I'm glad we're just, uh, able to get everything, uh, rolling here.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Definitely a lot to, uh, talk about. So I'm excited to get into it. Me too. Uh, now before we get into, uh,
0: you know, the highlights of the games and everything, um, there are a couple things I wanted to talk about, and I remember this just because I I pull, I had to go back and find this on social media a while back because um you know obviously as you guys know um you know m- like myself Lance is all over social media you can follow him on Twitter at uh, NFL Exporter and I remember I was going through uh, social media because I think at one point uh, Steve Harvey uh, who's a comedian I admit that I'm a fan of I watch a lot of his motivational stuff he was trending on Twitter and usually whenever um Lance whenever you put something out on Twitter nine times out of ten it's Something related to something that happened in football, whether it's a game or an article or something. But I've never seen this post. And I had the tweet in front of me where apparently Steve Harvey is on Shannon Sharp's podcast. This is the first time I'd heard Shannon Sharp had a podcast because uh, I know he used to do stuff with Skip Bayless. And, you know, obviously they don't work together anymore. And I come across this video. And I'm going to play this clip right now uh, for the listeners uh, before I get your thoughts on it. But, of course, this is what Steve Harvey said that caused a lot of controversy when he was on Shannon Sharp's podcast.
1: But that's what's wrong with this generation today. These young boys today, what do she bring to the table? The hell you mean, man? What do your ass bring to the table? You got a woman that can come to the table that can make another you. What else do you need to slide up to the table with? What about your job? What happened to men who were supposed to be responsible? Do you know that it's our job to take care of a woman and some children, to have a family?
0: That's our damn job. And I knew my reaction when I saw it. I saw your reaction, and it was so great, I had to bring it up on the show. So, Lance, I got to hear... Uh What were your thoughts on this and uh, what about it made you feel like I got to tweet something?
1: Yeah, so to try to put this in a nutshell as much as possible for the sake of time. When it comes to the relationship market nowadays, so I would say for people who are probably um, heavily invested in social media in terms of having their ears and eyes open to the elephant in the room and some of the conversations that are the loudest. And with us living here in the U.S., um, there is a large, large cry out um the topics are very heavy uh, the conversations are very heavy the one of the main things that's standing out in american culture in western society can you know what's called the united states is how marriages are less nowadays how divorces are on the rise how it is has become extremely difficult for good men to find good women um and to be completely honest with you because of the internet because of youtube because of us having the ability to hear from so many different people, women included, um, something that's really gain, gaining ground or has become to the forefront is how American women um, have become extremely, um, and this is by and large, so obviously this is not every single woman, but by and large or the majority or on average, um, it's become very loud that American American women have become undesirable for the fact what Steve Harvey spoke on, which is they don't bring anything to the table. That women now in America are getting so much attention and validation from social media that it has caused their egos to become extremely inflated. It has caused for women to feel like they don't have to do anything when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to getting a man. Basically, it's just look pretty and that's it. My job is done. So for me, um, it just rubbed me the wrong way because I don't see how that is possible. I don't see how uh, any man with sense, any man with value, any man that has something going for himself, why would you want a partner? Why would you want a teammate? Why would you want to be involved with somebody, especially, you know, if you're marrying them, I mean, you're tying your whole life success uh, to to this person or to this lady. Why would Steve Harvey, someone who has a huge platform, somebody who a lot of people respect and listen to, why would you send that type of message out that a woman doesn't have to bring anything to the table? And that was very disturbing to me. Um, There are things such as being kind, being loving, being understanding, being cooperative, um, being supportive, being encouraging. um, um, spiritual nourishment um, women can bring in terms of phys- uh, in terms of my health, my nutrition, cooking, being a good parent. I mean, there's just so many things that a woman a woman could and should bring to the table. And I'm not trying to say that men should neither. But in this particular case, I'm just commenting on Steve Harvey's comment. So I'm, I'm, you know, looking at it from that perspective and what my take on it was and why I just thought it was so ridiculous. You know, I mean, I just fail to see how a marriage, a relationship, uh, whether it's business or in this case, we're talking about love you know how can it be so one-sided how is the man just expected to do everything while the woman just expected to do nothing just just be there and her whole value is that she can reproduce and even that gets me upset because guess what she can't reproduce without the man being involved in the equation as well so to me it just sent the wrong message out again steve harvey is somebody who has a huge platform does radio uh you know I've i've seen him uh i think as a judge now on the show he does family feud i mean he's he's one of the most classic comedians of all time so his voice gets heard he has a loud platform and to me um and i think for anybody that's just the wrong message to send out you know i mean just just to insinuate that a woman has to do absolutely she doesn't have to bring anything to the table she can just show up and just be there and that's and that's just it and that that is completely wrong that that is not the message that we're trying to send out here to young men or women you know it's a huge problem for a lot of guys now who like i said have these women who think that's it that i and just, hey, I, I get so much attention on social media. I get so much attention out in public. You know, I'm just so caught up on my looks that I have not developed myself in any other way. And that that just is a recipe for disaster. I don't know what man in his right mind is going to be bringing things to the table and being a man in the house. And your mate brings nothing. Like, I just I'm I just I get, got completely lost on how is that the logic and thinking, especially for someone who, you know, at the time was married. I don't know what happened. I think he got divorced. I think he married again. I think he got divorced. Again, I don't, I don't know what happened, but to me, it's just the wrong message to be sending out to men and women that a woman doesn't have to bring anything to the table. To me, that that's an absolute lie, and that is that, that's just bad advice overall. I
0: I couldn't agree more, and I and it, it kind of threw me off because, like I said, overall, you know, that's like the one area where people tend to disagree with Steve on is when he talks about those type of things in relationships. There's other things where he talks about, and you go, "Hey, that makes sense. That makes sense. This didn't make sense to me at all." But the thing that bothered me the most about the about it was the fact that, you know, while he's asking about guys asking what she brings to the table, he said, he would say things like, you know, what do you bring to the table? What about your job? And what bothered me about that was the fact that, I think what Steve's, the point Steve Harvey's missing is, most guys when they're asking a woman what she brings to the table, that guy, nine times out of ten, because there's always that one rare occasion where there's a guy being lazy doing nothing, but nine times out of ten, the guy asking what she's bringing to the table is already bringing stuff to the table. We're already bringing something there. Like we we have the job. We can we can pull our own weight and we can do our part. We just want to ask the woman, hey, can you do the same? Okay, or here's something you're better at than me. Do that. Like like the cooking part. I would need a woman that can cook, not because I'm old school, but because I can't cook for shit. Hell, the last girl I dated, we actually made a joke. She said, I would never eat anything you cook because I think you would unintentionally try to poison me. I said, what? She goes, you wouldn't do it on purpose, but your cooking would be so bad. I would get sick. And I'm like, fair enough. I didn't argue with that. So that's the thing that I think that's the part that bothered me.
1: No, absolutely. And, and, And what it is, 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 is really fostering and promoting A selfish attitude, a selfish spirit. I mean, if you you gotta think about it, if we're talking about here a a romantic relationship, so we'll stick to that example. But it's it's a team, we're we're a team, it's two of us in this. So, how can it be that one person is pulling all the weight, the other person is pulling no weight? Just common sense to tell you that that's gonna put a huge strain, a lot of stress, you know, on one person. Like if we're a team, if we are are our partners, if we are married, we're in a relationship, we agree to be the word is to. So if we're together, then like you said, we both should be figuring out how we can best help slash take some weight off each other. And I know that things have changed. I know that, you know, the the word traditional, I I, I just feel it's it's just right. Let's forget about traditional. I just feel that, you know, as a man, there are certain things that I can do better than a woman. Now you said, there are certain things that a woman can do better than a man. There are certain things that we both may be good at but the whole point and purpose at least for me to getting with somebody because if I'm single meaning I'm doing everything by myself and so if I decide to get with someone then the whole purpose would be for me to take some things off of their plate and lighten their load up and make life a little easier on them for them to do the same for me and that ultimately should create happiness for both of us so you know again just promoting a selfish attitude you know and just basically putting it out there for women that you know like i say I, I just don't understand how you can how you can want to be a part of something but yet not bring anything to the table not not you don't. there's nothing at all that you're going to contribute and you got to think you know that's what bothered me especially talking about marriage i mean we marry. you mean to tell me for the next 10 20 30 40 years you're not gonna do nothing like that's that's your value like that the only thing that you're doing is just you know basically Having baby, that's it. That's that's the only thing you're gonna do. The rest of the time, you're not doing nothing. So, like you said, you know, people who have their lives together, men who are bringing things to the table, um, you will want to find an equal partner. I mean, that's that's like I said, our society. Like I said, I know we want to get to sports. So I, maybe we'll come back another day and get into so get into it a little more. But that's my whole thing: is that if we are joining forces, if we are collaborating, if we are teaming up and being together, how can it be that one half of the team is doing absolutely nothing? or not bringing anything to tape. So to me, it's just the wrong message to to send out there because as I listed, there are a ton of things that don't take any physical effort. Um, that a woman can bring to the table and these things should by nature kind of be in a woman's femininity already and so you know I just think we're in a place in society where uh, a lot of women don't care uh what 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 it takes to 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 please a man a lot of women have not been I, I always talk about fair failed parenting um failed uh mothers raising their daughters and things of that nature but to me that's what it all boils down to if you're in your femininity and you're a woman I mean just like I said just being kind just being gentle just you know when your man comes home just being supportive, being encouraging, you know, like you said, small the small things I don't think people understand because for me, like I said, I'll speak for myself, it's about time, it's about management. So even, you know, gaining an hour a day from a meal cook, gaining an extra 45 minutes when I got somewhere to be and my clothes can be ironed, somebody just being supportive, somebody being affectionate, you know, somebody to be able to talk to, some companionship, you know, those type things, like I said, they, to me, just should kind of come with the territory because they help lighten the load on me and, and vice versa so yeah I, I just really got offended by hearing that state you know from a guy who like you said is, is well is well respected has a huge platform I mean I'm a fan of, of Steve Harvey you know I know how to isolate incidents I, I support you know the great job he's done coming up throughout his career but that one definitely was just like the wrong message and I, I it just really prompted me to speak up because I'm like wait hold it you know how, how, how I don't even say you know how is a guy who's married I believe at that time you know how can that be the situation so maybe his wording was wrong but the way that he came off and the way he said it just completely rubbed me the wrong way because it's putting out false information and again it's promoting an attitude and a spirit of selfishness and there's no there's no room for that. There's no room in any type of teammate and on any team, on any relationship, in any partnership, any collaboration, How, you know, both people are supposed to be pitching in and helping do something for the overall betterment of the entire team. So just just wrong message to me overall, Vinny.
0: Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more and uh, you know, that's definitely something you know, he's definitely you need to have, you know, it has every Everything in life is a team effort. And speaking of team efforts, um, obviously we'll jump around into the, uh, into the sports stuff. And now um, basically uh, Lance, you know like I said we've had it's been a while since you've uh, been on the show and obviously you know we've been working trying to get you back on so obviously a lot has happened uh, at the start of this season so uh, so far and um, what have been the highlights what are the stuff that has uh, stood out to you so far
1: uh, in the season yeah and so you know it's ironic you say that uh, but the timing is perfect so you know my official home and hub is nflexporter.com that's spelled n-f-l-e-x-p-o-r-t-e-r dot uh, when you go to that website I've made it real simple at the top are my social media handles, so you can get Give me a follow there to keep me, keep yourself in the loop and everything that's going on. But if you go to the website, um, I'm releasing my week eight power ranking. So these are where teams are ranked after the first seven weeks of the season. Um, I actually be debuting my pure NFL podcast, the show where we talk strictly NFL football. And uh, one thing that I think people will enjoy about the content that they receive on the website, I think one thing that people enjoy when they when they check in to hear the show, Benny, when you have me on, is I'm, I'm somebody who deals with the facts. I'm somebody who deals with the truth. And uh, right now, even though we are seven games into the season, uh, first things first, there's only uh a handful of teams right now that actually are good enough to make the Super Bowl. Um, You got a lot of playoff contention, but over in the AFC, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens, and let's talk about the Chiefs first and foremost. Um, They've separated themselves from the fact by, uh, this is a team that's been the four straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowls out of those four years, two Super Bowl titles. So this is a team that just has winning in their DNA. And when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, who is by far Um, the best in the business. And when I say that, it's no discredit to Jalen Hurts. It's no discredit to Josh Allen. It's no discredit to Lamar Jackson. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, his overall quarterbacking skills put him on another level. And what makes Kansas City so tough this year is that this is the best defense that they've had since Patrick Mahomes took over as a starter four years ago. So when we look at the AFC right now, Vinny, um, you have the Kansas City Chiefs who are on a level by themselves. Right behind them, the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, um, this is the best supporting cast that he's had around them on offense defensively they're playing really well if they're able to stay healthy they're going to be in the thick of things Jacksonville Jaguars are are starting to turn the corner got off to a bit of a shaky start and still have some things that they're working out but at least they're playing a consistent brand of football and their defense is playing much better and then you look at the Miami Dolphins um, a team right now explosive on offense They scored 70 points in the game this year. One of the funner, more exciting teams to watch. But we've seen them a couple of times this year that when teams get physical with them, and in particular, we're getting to a point in time in the year, Vinny, to where there's enough film that's been out now to where defenses and teams can really look at enough film and kind of hone in and look for weaknesses. And so when you look at Miami and their quarterback, Tua Tungabailoa, I think teams are starting to figure out that if they can get pressure on them, if they can make him move outside of the pocket, if he's not able to get to his first read, which is basically the first. Uh, receiver uh, target in the in the play that's being called. It can cause them a bit of trouble. I think they're a team that still can get healthy and make some noise. This past week when they lost at Philadelphia, uh, they played without two starting linemen. Uh, the third starter got hurt in the first quarter. One of their top pass rushers was out. Also, they have a rookie um, from Texas A&M uh, who is out of this world. His name is Devin Akeny, set an NFL record with seven rushing touchdowns in his first four games. He missed that game with a knee injury as well. So I think if the Dolphins can get fully healthy, They certainly can compete with any of those teams in the AFC. Uh, From there, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I got the Steelers at number five, Cleveland at number six. I think the big surprise right now, The Buffalo Bills at number seven. You know the Bills are a team that came in again as a perennial Super Bowl favorite, probably right behind Kansas City in the AFC. And offensively, they have some major deficiencies going on. Uh, The last three games have gotten off the very slow starts. They lost this past week to the New England Patriots. They lost a couple weeks ago to Jacksonville. And to be quite honest, if it wasn't for a blunder from a backup quarterback for the Giants last week, the Bills could be on a three-game losing streak. Um, not only offensively, defensively is where they're really having some issues. They've lost their all-pro linebacker, Matt Milano, for the year with a broken leg. Also, their top defensive back, Tredavious White, is out for the year with an Achilles tear. So, defensively, they've got some adjustments to make, and uh, they're the one team right now that you'd expect to be right up there with Kansas City and Baltimore, who have some major things to figure out. Right behind them at number 8, the Cincinnati Bengals, 9, the Houston Texans, 10, the New York Jets, 11, the Indianapolis Colts, 12, the Los Angeles Chargers. They another team that's underperforming, I can assure you, unless there is some type of loyalty from the organization, the Chargers are underachieving right now at 2-4. and With the amount of talent that they have on their team, um, that is unacceptable. And if they can't pull it together quickly, if they end up missing the playoffs for some reason, don't be surprised to see their head coach, Brandon Staley, be fired at the end of the season. But the AFC is going to be really, really fun. I just named off 12 teams that right now, honestly, we all have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs so I think watching the AFC develop is going to be a lot of fun uh, out of those teams Vinny Kansas City one Baltimore two Jacksonville three Miami four I also mentioned Pittsburgh Cleveland Buffalo Cincinnati Houston the Jets Indianapolis the Chargers all uh, potentially in the mix have any of those teams stood out to you has there been anything that you've seen that's kind of caught your attention or you know any of those teams that you feel might be uh, favored over the other
0: um Oh, yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed that uh, I' noticed the Chiefs have played phenomenal this year. Obviously, Denver not doing well has uh, been sad for me to watch, uh, that I, I'm not going to lie. The Dolphins Broncos game made me cry. I don't think I've ever seen a team score seventy points in a game. Like, has has that happened before, or like where I haven't seen it? Because that was that was new to me. I saw se- I saw a seventy twenty score and kind of got saddened over that. But overall, I've seen like Chiefs have played phenomenal. I think the Eagles have stood out to me most definitely. Um, feel like. Swift definitely earned his name uh, in that game against the Vikings. Um, and, you know, for me, it's mostly been, you know, I think those are the teams that stood out to me the most. I think it's the the Chiefs, the Eagles, and uh, most definitely uh, the Bills, I think, are, you know, still doing well. Like, like, it's one of those things where with the Bills, you don't you don't know what's going to happen, but Josh Allen seems to, he's still doing good. I don't, I mean, I, I think there's a difference in his play now than he did last year, but he's still doing well, but those are the teams
1: that stand out to me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, in the, the NFL, is an anomaly because the nba actually starts tonight uh, they play 82 games uh actually the last night the texas rangers congrats, congratulations to them uh they won the american league championship they won a pennant so the texas rangers are going to the world series tonight the philadelphia phillies play the arizona diamondbacks in game seven to see who goes to the world series coming out the national league but those guys play 162 games And then let me just look and see real quick. Um, Hockey, they play, hold on real quick. Let me see how many games in NHL season. Um, And in the NHL, they play 82 games. So my point is, in all these other sports, there's some room for error, right? When you have 82 games of hockey, 82 games of basketball, 162 games of of baseball, a guy can get hurt for four four games. A guy could miss two weeks. Um, but there's enough time to make up for ground. In the NFL, you do not have that luxury. With a 17-game, or it's 18 weeks where each team has a bye, but with 17 games on the schedule, you really have to take advantage of opportunities. Injuries play such a key part because a guy missing two or three games could end up costing you a spot in the playoffs, and there are so many injuries that happen to unnotable players, not the big names, like offensive alignment, defense alignment, players that you would not know who are valuable to what the team does and so you know in the NFL right now with us having seven games under our belt like I said we can definitely see and, and let's do this let's go ahead and eliminate these teams you will not see these teams in the playoff uh, at all this year their fan bases are pretty much um, just man hoping that their teams could be competitive probably already looking to see what potential draft picks may be available and are just going to be happy again if their teams can be competitive and whatever random you know four to six wins they may get throughout the season but right now Let's go ahead. The Las Vegas Raiders, New England Patriots, Tennessee Titans, Denver Broncos, Carolina Panthers, Arizona Cardinals, New York Giants, Washington Commanders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, Los Angeles Rams, um, Los Angeles Chargers, Indianapolis Colts, New York Jets, Houston Texans, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and likely the Cleveland Browns, um, but those teams, no shot. You, you, they, 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 if they make the playoffs, it will be by default, meaning that their record probably will be barely above 500, and the teams behind them were not playing well enough. Um, but we've really gotten this thing down, down now to where we know for a fact what teams are are Super Bowl contenders and playoff contenders. The reason I threw Cleveland out there is they have an outstanding defense, but injuries may be a bit too much for them to overcome uh, within the first three weeks of the season and back-to-back weeks. They lost All-Pro running back Nick Chubb. Thank Thankfully, that horrible, gruesome looking injury was just a torn MCL, not a torn ACL. When you seen the hit uh, within the first 24 hours, there were talks that it looked like a a career ending injury. So thankfully, he got out of there alive. But Nick Chubb is a religious, consistent guy who's going to get 13 to 1500 rushing yards. He's one of the top five running backs in the NFL. And then a week later. Well, I should say the week before they lost their starting tackle, who's also an All-Pro caliber player, and so their deep offense is shorthanded. They're going to really need for a quarterback Deshaun Watson to get back healthy and play at an MVP level. But their defense is playing so well, but I just think injuries could officially catch up to them. When we look at the NFC, Vinny. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are starting to separate themselves a little bit uh, under the radar. Made an excellent trade yesterday to help out their secondary. They brought over Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Um, excuse me. Kevin. B- Bayard from the Tennessee Titans. He's a veteran. He's been a pro bowler. If he can understand and fit into that scheme, that's going to really help them on the back end. But Philadelphia is a team right now that's really starting to pull away a little bit. Last night, big loss for the San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. Not sure if you've seen that Monday night football game, but the 49ers started off the season uh, 5-0. and They've lost two in a row and last week at Cleveland, that was a game where they took some injuries. Running back Christian McCaffrey came out the game. Why receiver Debo Samuel came out the game. Uh, they had an opportunity to win it, and their rookie kicker missed an easy 41-yard field goal, so that's a game that they should have won, and then last night at Minnesota, their defense just did not play well, and the Vikings were able to get a victory at home without their top receiver, Justin Jefferson, and so when I look at the NFC right now, I think Philadelphia has created some space between them and the next team, which will be the 49ers, who just have to fight through some injuries, and I think their second-year quarterback, Brock Purdy, um, still has a lot a to learn, but I think what I'm seeing what defenses are realizing with him. Also, the quarterback in the AFC Miami Dolphins, Tua Tunga Vilaua. Both of those guys don't have a ton of athleticism, and I think defenses are starting to figure out that if we can cause these guys to get outside of the pocket and have to make plays on the run, then that can be to their detriment. And that's definitely we seen last night. Minnesota brought a lot of pressure on quarterback Brock Purdy. He made some really uh, bad mistakes, and it ended up costing him the game. The other team Teams in contention in the NFC behind Philadelphia and San Francisco will be the Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks. I think with that win last night, Minnesota kind of turned the corner. If they can get a consistent brand of football going and get Justin Jefferson, the all pro wide receiver back in the mix, they could be a team who kind of makes a little push at the end. It could be a difficult out. Um, But let's talk about number six right now. um, The division was definitely expected to be very tight. If we think about the NFC South last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the division, but it was with a losing record and the Atlanta Falcons along with the New Orleans Saints finished one game behind uh, Tampa Bay at six and ten. So right this very moment heading into week eight at number six on my power rankings in the NFC are the Atlanta Falcons right now. They stand alone in the NFC South with a four and three record. They just went out and got a tough win on the road at Tampa Bay, and uh, this Falcons team is very intriguing right now. I do not see them as a threat to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that's out of the question, but in terms of winning their own division, which to me was a realistic um, goal or something realistic coming into the season, I think if they can continue to get better, don't surprise to see the Falcons either win the NFC South or be right there potentially for the final wildcard spot if they can stay healthy. If they can continue to get better, their defense is much improved. Uh, Bringing over defensive tackle Calais Campbell, and putting him next to Brady Jarrett has really helped out in the trenches. And then bringing over safety Jesse Bates from the Cincinnati Bengals has really helped stabilize um, that that secondary. And then offensively, we're starting to see Desmond Ritter get more confident. Uh, You have Kyle Pitts and Jonah Smith at tight end. We know rookie B. John Robinson uh, is, is one of the most exciting and explosive players in the NFL, uh, uh, and then you have a legitimate running game. So Atlanta is a team that's very intriguing, and since we're down here in Atlanta, have you been keeping an eye on the Falcons, Vinny, and what are your thoughts about them?
0: I am beyond impressed with the Falcons uh, and how well they've played. I think this is like... You know, I've seen, like I said, I've been following the majority of the games. Um, I think Ritter has done uh, a great job as a quarterback. Um, I think, like I don't, you know, I feel like it's been one of those things where, since you know the loss of Matt Ryan, uh, they they've been struggling. I think to you know either find a new quarterback or get things together. And you know, as a Broncos fan, I get that because I remember when when John Elway retired after Super Bowl thirty three, there was so many people they were trying to get to replace them. Uh, We came close with Tebow. We thought he was the one but then Peyton Manning uh, ended up being the guy that ultimately was the true successor that got us back to the Super Bowl and now trying to replace him Um, hopefully Russell Wilson get it together I pray to God but anyway sorry I got off topic Uh, with the Falcons like I said I've been impressed with how they played and I feel like I feel like I'm in a bizarro world this season because I feel like you know even though like you said the Falcons have a more realistic shot of winning the division than the Super Bowl um, but the fact that they're even having this impressive streak going on and the fact that the Patriots are pretty much out of the equation altogether or the fact that they've been uh, like losing as many games as they have like this is it's weird to me uh, and and those like the two main things that have my attention the fact that we are now in a season where the Falcons are doing great and the Patriots are not. And I don't think I've ever seen a season like that. So the Falcons have definitely had my attention. I definitely get excited to catch the highlights of those games and like I said, the guy stands out for me the most is Ritter. As I said, I think he's the guy that could exceed Matt Ryan and if he doesn't do it this season, maybe next season, he might be the guy that gets the Falcons to survive.
1: Yeah, you know, it's going to be real interesting to see. Uh, I think Atlanta is in position now to where uh, they have some wiggle room. When you look at the NFC South Division, uh, it's 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 turning young, and so right now uh, for the Carolina Panthers, they have a rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are searching for a quarterback because we can certainly put that out there. Baker Mayfield is not the answer. Uh, he has not played well at all this year, um, and he's just really showing that he has not. Like this is probably his his final chance to really show he can be a starter, and it's been the same thing: inconsistent, erratic, throwing the football, inaccurate, turning the football. A and he's another guy to where athleticism, you know, Vinny, when you look at today's NFL with how fast and athletic these defensive players have, be- have become, you don't you don't need a Lamar Jackson uh, type quarterback, uh, but you definitely want a quarterback with mobility. I mean, right now uh, for the majority of NFL quarterbacks, even ones who aren't that good, if they have a clean pocket and they have plenty of time to pass and everything's going perfect, yeah, they of course they can perform at a high level, but it's It's really about having that mobility to when pressure comes, to when the pocket collapses, being able to make plays outside of the pocket, being able to throw on the run, and just being able to make plays off schedule. And what that means is, Vinny, you know, when offenses come out, like I said, in a perfect world, if you if the pass protection is perfect, meaning the quarterback can drop back to pass and in an ample enough time, which in the NFL is about four, three, three, about you got about three, maybe four seconds to get the ball out of your hands. terms of from the time the ball snaps and you drop back to pass if everything goes perfect meaning that your receiver and this is all about timing um if the receiver is able to get off the line scrimmage in time and get through his route cleanly if the pocket is clean and the quarterback is not facing any pressure he can make an accurate throw but at any given point in time if the receivers get thrown off their routes If the protection does not hold up, that is why Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are religiously considered to be the best in the business. Because when those type plays happen, those are the quarterbacks who are able to get outside the pocket. They're big enough. They're strong enough. They're smart enough. They're fast enough to where they can escape pressure. And then at that point, now we're ad-libbing, right? The original play is broken down and those are the quarterbacks who fare the best in the NFL. And so, you know, when I look at, uh, you talk about Russell Wilson for Denver, that was kind of his bread and butter in Seattle, right? He would get outside. He would scramble. It allows for the quarterback Back to buy more time, the angles in the passing games change. Wide receivers reroute now and break off, and the different things. And the defense loses these guys in the shuffle. And so, you know, when you look at uh, Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons, I like that that he does have mobility. The Falcons have been finding more ways to use him uh, in the running game. He scored a rushing ta- rushing touchdown this past week, so he's still a work in progress. I don't know that the Falcons have a top notch offensive line, but when you look at the construct around them, I do like that they have a lot of talent at the skill position players that are younger guys. Like I said, they're two running backs right now. Bijan Robinson is a rookie. Tyler Algier is in his second year. Kyle Pitts is in his third year. Uh, rookie, uh, excuse me, uh, Drake London, wide receivers in his second year. So they have skill position guys who are in their third, second, and rookie season. Desmond Ritter himself is in his second year. So I think offensively, they really need to focus on the offensive line. If they can bolster that offensive line and continue to develop. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, Tyler Algier, again, all of those guys in their respective either third or second or rookie season, then even if Desmond Ritter is not a franchise quarterback, hopefully he can play well enough to where he's not causing Atlanta to lose. But I like the progress that I've seen out of him. Um, It's just going to really be a matter of how Atlanta wants to go about it because he was a late round draft pick. So he's not a guy who's earning a lot of money to where if Atlanta did look to upgrade the position, it certainly wouldn't hurt them financially. But I will say that the Falcons are playing a much better brand of football uh, as opposed to what we've seen from them at this point last year, which is good because they've got plenty of time to improve in a division that is more than winnable. And uh, the main thing I'm starting to look for right now, Vinny, is consistency. And that is something that makes the NFL such a difficult league to really get a gauge on because things can change so much from week to week. And so at least for the Atlanta Falcons right now, I know what I'm going to get. For the most part, I'm going to get a a disciplined defense that's not going to give up a ton of rushing yards, will be sound enough in the secondary, and then offensively, I don't have a problem with it. You are going to get a heavy dose of Tyler Al. Algier and Bijan Robinson. They can use that to set up play action, which allows Desmond Ritter to use his athleticism to get out on the perimeter and make plays. And uh, I think the other thing for the Falcons outside of uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, going and getting another big time wide receiver would help out as well, besides that offensive line. So if I'm a Falcons fan right now, I'm feeling really good about the team, especially since they have a true, legitimate chance to win the division. And that's evidence right now with them being on top at four and three.
0: Absolutely. And, and of course, I, I also love the fact, you know, the quarterbacks that you mentioned, because they were, you know, it's true. They, they, you know, getting out of the pocket, finding the right passes, hazing. And one thing I also noticed about these particular quarterbacks, and one thing I want to say about this is not only can they, you know, do they have a lot of mobility, as you said, they're also not afraid. And I've noticed this a lot. This is a pattern in almost every game with these quarterbacks. They're not afraid to take matters into their own hands. And they can't find somebody like I've never seen so many quarterbacks in a season. And again, it's probably just me but this is just what I'm noticing, that if, if they can't find somebody, they'll just be like, F it and run the ball. Like, they're not afraid to, they're not afraid to, to score the touchdown on their own, get the first down. You know, obviously some quarterbacks, they do, they do the sliding thing when they get there, but some of them are just willing to be like, you know, hey, I'm going to run it, tackle me if you need to. Which has always been like, I always thought was like the stigma of tackling quarterbacks. Like, I know like in practices, they don't let them, they, the quarterbacks don't get tackled or whatever, but, or anything like that, or maybe that was just in the replacements. But I, I I love the fact that quarterbacks today are not afraid to run the ball if they have to. Like it feels like, it doesn't even feel like I'm watching a quarterback. It feels like I'm watching just another player, if that makes any sense at all.
1: No, absolutely. And like I said, they don't have any choice. Um, You don't have any choice. These defensive players have become too athletic, um, too big, too fast. You know, when the game first started and probably even in the 80s and stuff like that, Um, the defensive players have always been big and strong, but not as fast and athletic. And nowadays, I mean, these guys are coming out, you know, 6'6", 6'5", 6'7", 6'8" you know anywhere from 250 to 280 pounds but how fast they are how athletic they are combined with their strength uh you you have to have a an elite skill set in order to survive and that's why I said you know I a couple weeks ago uh the Los Angeles Rams played the Philadelphia Eagles and the Eagles won that game and it was all about their quarterback Jalen Hurts um, I was talking to some Rams fans and they were um complaining about the Rams lack of pass rush and I just wanted I had to point out to them I said well number one keep in mind that Philadelphia has a top five rated offensive line but number two Jalen Hurts their quarterback he made about three or four plays in that game with his own ability that separated him because the average quarterback would not have been able to escape that trouble they probably would have been sacks for the rams but jalen hurts is so big and strong i mean on one play he's literally with his left hand stiff arming and a defender off of him and was able to get a throw off so i mean that that's really something that is needed in today's nfl like i said you don't have to have top and speed you don't have to be a guy like a justin fields or an anthony richardson uh who can really you know hurt you in a running game but it helps to be mobile and that's right now something that I'm seeing from some of these quarterbacks in the NFL that just makes you wonder that like I said the NFL is a copycat league and as the season goes on a lot of these games get tougher because the weather starts to factor in especially on the north and north on the north and northeast coast and defenses have more film to study and from what I'm seeing with Tua Tungabailoa in Miami Brock Purdy for San Francisco I only mention those two teams because those are teams that have have realistic Super Bowl aspirations. Um, I I see that defenses are starting to figure out that if we can get a lot of pressure on these guys and cause them to run, cause them to get outside of the pocket, they're not as effective when they're throwing from the pocket. So definitely, you're right, Benny. Like I said, the, the quarterbacks right now who are considered the best in the business, it's no wonder that they all have those capabilities. When you look at Jalen Hurts for the Philadelphia Eagles, when you look at Patrick Mahomes from the Chiefs, you look at Lamar Jackson. Jackson from the Ravens, you look at Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills, and then I'd like to include in there because these are the perfect examples of what I'm talking about, about quarterbacks who do not have Lamar Jackson type speed, maybe don't have the athleticism of Jalen Hurts, or, um, or uh, Josh Allen, uh, but that would be Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. And that also would apply to uh, Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers, although their team is underperforming and doing very bad right now. But those are also two other quarterbacks who when pressure comes, they have the ability in the big arms and have the, oh, and, and also Trevor Lawrence. That's what I was looking for The Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, those quarterbacks have the mobility, have the skills. I think Trevor Lawrence is about 6'5", six, 6'6". Joe Burrow is probably a good six six three six four, And then Justin Herbert is 6'5". And so at the quarterback position, that's why it's so important. You know, we, They don't typically like quarterbacks to be that size just because it's cool, but it's about when that pocket starts to collapse, meaning when pressure starts to come, you figure the average defensive lineman is going to be anywhere from 6'3", maybe up to 6'5". So when they put their arms in the air, so when you have that tall quarterback, who can stand in the pocket, he's able to see over those arms. His throwing trajectory is going to be much higher. And then also, when that athleticism, so you know, it, it's going to be very exciting, but that is truly what the league has evolved into. Like Tom Brady, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, um, even when Aaron Rodgers, you know, when he heard his, have hurt his, um, and, and tore his Achilles the first game of the season, it showed that he's not athletic as he used to be. He's 38 years old now, so those type quarterbacks are kind of going out of existence they're extinct because the game has changed so much and you cannot be what Essentially, Matt Ryan ended up being in his last days in Atlanta and then his last season in Indianapolis, and it's what we call, Vinny, a statue in the pocket. If you don't have any type of ability to escape pressure when it comes, it makes it very easy for the defense to know exactly where you're going to be at all times and play a certain way, which includes getting pressure because they know at that point, if you can't run out the pocket, if you can't escape, then we just need for our, our secondary, our defensive guys to hold up for a few seconds so we can come in and get that pressure. And so, yeah, Vinny, that, that is definitely the new uh, evolvement, evolvement for NFL quarterbacks is you don't have to have top end speed. But if you look at Patrick Mahomes, I think he's a prime example. Doesn't blow you away with speed, but he's so smart and so intelligent and has enough mobility, has enough escapability to where a couple times a game, he can pick up first downs with his leg. And then a couple other times a game, he can escape pressure, get out on the perimeter and make accurate throws downfield on the run that is truly why he's considered the best in the business.
0: Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. And um, I know um, obviously we got some uh, time on our hands, but of course we're definitely going to have you back. But um, real quick before we wrap up, I do have to ask you this question. Norm, I know last year, uh, during the season, you were doing a lot of, um, you know, uh, appearances. I, I think the uh, the UFC, the the Ultimate uh, Football Club. Um, and I wanted to know, um, are you still, um, planning on doing those this year? And uh, also, I came across this like email I was tagged in. Um, are you going to a different venue? Did you have a falling out with the old one?
1: Yeah. So uh, I, I just uh, ceased. I was doing live events uh, the last couple years down at foley Warehouse, Atlanta. Uh, unfortunately, they had. Well, I can't. I can't say. It was really unfortunate for myself and the fans that were coming down there having a good time but no they they had a change in management and ownership and uh, just long story short uh didn't know how to properly treat people and didn't have the proper business practices and in ethics and respect and courtesy uh in place just weren't professional and so i i just stopped doing business with them all together and so i just focused and dedicated more time to my fans and customers online the big thing that i have evolved and expanded the business over into is as gambling has become become more and more legal, uh, it's another great way for people to be able to make some extra money and also uh, makes the games that much more exciting. You know, people were already um, competing in fantasy football leagues for money, money leagues. People were already doing weekly pools uh, or weekly pickums, where, you know, you may pay five or $10, you know, you have a jackpot and whoever picks the, the teams to win the most games that week, right? So, you know, now with gambling becoming more and more legal, um, I just shifted my attention and focus over into expanding NFL exporter, and my personal services that I offer to uh, help people. So right now, uh, for Major League Baseball, for NBA basketball, NFL football, college football, and college basketball, um, I have turned my attention into helping people be able to make wise decisions and give them expert advice um, in those particular areas because uh, for me, and the way we go about it, it's just like the stock market. Uh, when you think about the stock market that's on Wall Street, uh, there's a lot of yellow tape, gray tape, red tape. You got to have certain uh, certain certificates. You got to have certain licenses. You got to do all these things just to be a part of it. And then when you, when you think about any time you invest in a stock, you know, the whole name of the game is it goes up and down. It fluctuates in a roller coaster type simulation. And the whole point is in a perfect ideal model to put a uh, good investment in, And then when you're watching the stock fluctuate up and down, once it gets up to its highest point, you want to go ahead and cash out. You want to go ahead and basically reap the profits from your investments. But um, that can become very risky. Uh, We know that there are a lot of times that those stocks do not mature and you end up either losing some money or breaking even. Um, You also do have to. Um, wait. A lot of times, sometimes it could take a year. It could take two years. You know, these are more long-term investments that you may be waiting to mature and yield a profit for you. And if you look at what's happening with gambling, uh, you get an opportunity to do the same exact thing. Basically, make an investment, and then from there, instead of having to wait years or months for it to mature, in about two and a half hours, you know, the result comes in. And so it's something that just really makes uh, a sports a lot more fun. But it's something that um, I've invested a great amount of time in because I've seen how much money is in the business. And like I said, that's something that I would definitely want people to reach out for me. A lot of these secrets and tips, uh, we do conference calls. I work with people on an individual basis. So it went from, you know, people tabbing me to help them win their fantasy football championships to now giving expert advice uh, for when it comes to gambling. And it's the same type of thing, Vinny. You know, I pretty much do all the work. I do the analytics. I'm huge on tracking trends, tracking patterns, picking up data, the same type of things that I apply. Uh, that makes me so great and giving fantasy football advice, I now do those same things for individuals who are into gambling, who are into betting, and I help them be able to get an edge in that aspect as well. And so I definitely do expect uh, to be doing live events back in Atlanta again. And the Ultimate Football Club was something that I created for all football fans. So it didn't matter if it was Little League, if it was high school, because I worked, I sponsored a Little League football team last year. I was out in the community, amounts in different games. So if you are just a football Fan, period, high school, little league, college. It didn't have to be strictly the Falcons. If you are just a football fan, I wanted to create it a club and culture where people could come out, watch the games, interact with each other, have a great time. And uh, you know, unfortunately, like I said, the place that I was doing business with, it happens, you know, all the time. You know, new, new management, new ownership, um, and people just don't know how to value and treat people the right way. And I just can't afford to have my name tied into or associated with those things. So, I mean, I have been working even back as far as Los Angeles. You know, I had done um, the Ultimate Fantasy Experience for a couple years in Los Angeles. I partnered with Dave and Busters. I did it another year um, at another location. So for me, uh, prior to the season, prior to the past seven years in a row, I had been doing live events and, and putting a lot of time and effort and work in. So for me this year, uh, it's a little bit of a welcome uh, break for me. Just give me a chance to regroup, kind of get things back together in order. But no, by all means, you know, you can still be a part of the Ultimate Football Club, ATL. Um, it's something that is still Growing, um, and I'm just you know, like I said, just had to take a step back to, to kind of restructure and reorganize some things to be more efficient, and most importantly, find another home to where people can be treated the way that they need to be treated. But again, if you are someone who uh, just loves football, NFLExporter.com is the website. Again, at the top of the page, all my social media platforms are there. And if you're definitely someone who is into gambling or looking to make some extra money, then I would definitely be uh, a guy that you would want to tab in, who can give you expert fantasy advice for champions. And that and that uh in that arena as well
0: awesome and, I, and absolutely man I, and i understand all about uh you know regrouping and stuff and obviously you know you want to be associated with people who you know management teams that treat their staff better i definitely agree with all that and um and of course as you mentioned before go to nflexporter.com check out all his social media absolutely and lance uh, thank, i know you're busy man so i thank you so much for taking time um out of your busy schedule and i hope uh i look forward to uh talking to you next week
1: yeah absolutely absolutely and you know before we get out of here i, I know you wanted to touch on that. I know we got a little time sensitive. Uh, I'll just say that in regards to Taylor Swift and her relationship with Travis Kelce of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, So so the way that this works is, uh, at least from what I see, Vinny, I don't put a ton of stock into uh when I see celebrities in rela- in, in quote on, I don't like to call it a relationship, when I see celebrities dating, right? I mean, up until the point that a marriage is announced, both you and I know that these celebrities, these athletes, they have so much money. They're constantly in contact with tons of different people. To me, they're just flames. All right. I mean, yeah. we, you know, they, they, they're, they'll they, label it dating or relationship because, you know, they don't want it to come out looking unprofessional or some type of way. But these are really just flings. And so what's going on with Travis Kelsey, the future Hall of Fame titan of the, of the Kansas City Chiefs? He is currently dating, seeing uh, Taylor Swift. And it's really good PR for the NFL. It's excellent PR for the Kansas City Chiefs. From an NFL standpoint, um, the NFL's next expansion has been women and children right they have the male fan base on lock and so anytime that you have a product you're always looking for a way to attract new fans which are new customers which is in growing your fan base and so for the NFL if you notice they have got more over the last you know 10 to 15 years um, the month of October or was it you know what that's odd I haven't seen anything okay I have to look and see uh, or maybe it's no. Maybe it's next month but you've seen the NFL get more involved with um, breast cancer awareness month so you'll see the end zones in pink uh, all the players there's paraphernalia, so their their wristbands, their towels, um, their tape, anything that they have on is pink. But that's in, that's in support of women and bringing more attention, women's attention to the sport. And then when you have a Taylor Swift, right, or a, a renowned, she's probably. I'm thinking. I don't think there's been a more famous. Um, female dating an athlete, right? Like we know, the Sierra married Russell Wilson, yeah. And when that and when that first happened, that certainly garnered a lot of attention. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers for a while was dating uh, Danica Patrick, who is so, yeah. the NASCAR. Like, yeah. So that was, but Taylor Swift by far is the biggest name, so it's good for the NFL. With with her name being associated with it, with her being at those games, and especially us living in the social media era, then that's great for the NFL because her name is trending around the NFL. You know, her hashtag is trending on social media. When people go to check and see what it's about, and they see that it's her watching football and dating a football player, I mean, even if it's you know, uh, 50,000 women across the country that start watching football all of a sudden or taking an interest just because her name is included. It's excellent publicity and PR for the NFL. And then for the Chiefs who are in a small media market in the Midwest. I don't know too, too many things going on in Kansas City outside of the Chiefs and outside of sports. And so this helps their franchise also be able to guide attention. Maybe Travis Kelce's jerseys take a huge spike up in sales because he's dating Taylor Swift, but it's ultimately allowing for some of the media and attention that usually goes to LA and New York and Miami and some of the bigger markets that like now the Kansas City Chiefs names now that team name that brand is more circulating around women and so it's really a win-win situation for the NFL and the Chiefs but my thinking on Travis and Taylor Swift personally talk to me in a year or two and let's see if they're still together
0: (laughs) exactly I think I think uh, Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers they actually lasted two years where they split and I think it was during the pandemic they had split (laughs) so or like or like the second they started you know the lockdown was over they pretty much left so I was like so, yeah, I agree. Let's see in a year or two where they are and where they're at. But what I like most about it is the fact that when I see, like, uh, when I see, like, clips of Taylor in the stands, you know, after touchdowns and stuff like that, she has this look on her face like she's genuinely, like, excited. I don't feel like this is a celebrity that's like, I'm being dragged to this game. I got to sit and watch this. She seems genuinely into it and genuinely excited. And for me, that's why I don't have a problem with Like, it's one thing if you're bringing a celebrity and they're just kind of sitting there. because we've seen that before you see celebrities that are just sitting in the crowd watching. You can just tell someone dragged them to this game. You can always tell when you look in the crowd who is actually a fan, who is excited, and who just got dragged to this game because their friend begged them to go or their spouse begged them to go or whatever. So the fact that she's genuinely into it is why I support it.
1: No, absolutely. And I think the other thing, too, as well is, you know, this is the ironic part to me. Um, and this goes to show you that even though it's Taylor Swift, yeah, she's still a woman. Um, when Travis Kelsey originally reached out to her, she turned him down. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure once somebody from her PR team or one of her friends, you know, maybe male friends who watched football, once she found out who he was, AKA somebody famous, somebody with money, somebody who's a celebrity, then she was willing and open to, you know, uh, allowing for Travis to have some of her time. So just wanted to kind of put that out. Out there that you know she did it she the reason you probably see her so excited about these games is because and this is what i'm talking about she probably was not a football fan she probably had a low level of interest in football up until the point an nfl player reached out to her and once she found out that it was right a one of the i mean travis kelsey is a one of the top 10 players in the nfl um he is definitely by far the top tight end the top player at his position um he is well paid and he is a two-time super bowl champion and he is paul if he is if his career and if he stopped playing football after this year he's a hall of fame so you know i'm pretty sure like she's a prime example of why the nfl um is so in much in support and does not mind for her to be affiliated with the with the with an nfl team and an nfl player because it's doing them wonders like i said if taylor swift did not know who travis kelsey was had no interest in football and now she does now she's at the games you know she's probably being able to understand what's going on a little bit but the main thing is hey you know my the guy i'm dating is out there and if nothing else I can keep track of what he's doing so I'm pretty sure it's fun and exciting for her too but pretty interesting how that played out how upon initial contact she had no interest in this guy at all and I'm pretty sure you know the moment somebody from her public relations team or somebody close by said yo you know yo, you you might you might want to consider this this, this is Travis Kelsey. so pretty funny how that all worked out
0: absolutely and, and, and it also works out for her because if they ever break up her next album
1: is going to sell billions
0: because <laughs> they're going to be looking they're going to find out okay which song is about him? Like, that's what they're going to be Man,
1: looking for. You got it covered, Vinny. I mean, that's something, right, on social media. They've been saying uh, saying already that, you know, basically from this point moving forward, right, Every any Taylor Swift song from this point forward, everybody's going to be tri- trying to figure out, you know, it, why the relationship is on, and she's making, you know, good lovey-dovey songs. This is about Travis, and, you know, if this thing ever takes a turn for the left, you know what I'm saying, would we'll, 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 that heartbreak end to be the, be the moral of her song? So, like you said, it sounds like a win-win-win win, win situation for the NFL, for the Chiefs, for Travis, for Taylor. And we call that good business. When this, when, this, when all parties can, can benefit from it, we consider it good business.
0: Amen to that. And uh, so before we wrap up, I know we've already mentioned this before, but just one more time, where can people find you on social media?
1: Thank you very much, Vinny. Uh, again, the website is nflexporter.com. You can follow me on Twitter at nflexporter, facebook.com forward slash nflexporter. The spelling for both of those is NFL. E-X-P-O-R-T-E-R. And then on Instagram, the handle is at UFCATL, which stands for Ultimate Football Club ATL. And uh, please do, please give me a follow. Please latch on to me. I'm pretty sure you will love the content and information that I drop all over the internet, especially if you're in Atlanta. Do latch on. I've got some big plans. Uh, by the time next football season comes around to be back out doing some live events and continuing to spread the NFLX culture and brand. And uh, again, if you're somebody who is into into gambling, into betting, uh, need some expert advice in that territory, please give me a hit. And again, that website, nflexporter.com. I made it very easy at the top of the page. Uh, is the logo or the uh, symbol for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at one click. You can get to the page and uh, get down with it. I know you'll have a lot of fun. We've got over 2,000 uh, football fans that participate and interact with us, so not just me, being able to, to join a community of uh, football heads as well. I, I know you guys will enjoy
0: it. Absolutely. And Lance, as always, like I said, man, thank you so much for uh, taking time every busy schedule to join us, man. I look forward to talking to you next week.
1: Okay, I appreciate you always having me on. Thank you very much. I look forward to coming back soon.
0: Alright, and of course, make sure you guys remember to to follow the Boochcast, we're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochCast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, make sure you check out our recap of WWE Fastlane from the Mail, soap opera moment. And, of course, be on a lookout for our predictions for WWE Crown Jewel coming soon to The BoochCast Facebook page also make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast get the latest tweets, photos, and videos visit our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted, we're still working on our uh, Dark Side videos we got a bunch of them filmed, Uh, they'll be coming soon to the YouTube channel once we get all the editing and preparations done but in the meantime, in between time, check out all the content that is on there and of course with Lance back in the mix, uh, hopefully Hopefully at some point, whether we do it uh, during the football season or if we end up doing it in the off season, I hope to have Lance on for uh, Boochcast Review's Dark Side of Football. So make sure you check it, tune into that when it drops on the Boochcast YouTube channel. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be hopefully on Halloween. At the time of this recording, I'm still waiting to hear back from Zach to see if he's going to have Halloween off or if he has to work. Obviously, if he has to work, we will not be doing a Halloween live stream. But if he does have the day off, then we will do a Halloween live stream. And then after that, we will have uh, Saturday, November the 25th for WWE Survivor Series. Uh, As of right now, we're still trying to work out all the kinks for that uh, because there's a chance I may not be attending the Survivor Series watch party. Because as of right now, unless something changes, because there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes I can't really talk about right now, but as of right now, I am still scheduled to go with Buff to WrestleCade in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on the 24th and the 25th of November. So if I happen to be down there, then obviously I will not be part of the watch party, but you can still see me and Buff at WrestleCade. Uh, If it turns out I end, end up not going with him if he decides to take somebody else then i will be at the survivor series watch party on Saturday, November the 25th. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com pod show slash the slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is 4 $5 per month and we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere $9.99 you have the option to pay with your credit card or with GPay and the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity we used to upgrade our equipment we used to bring in bigger name guests pay the bills and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success so if you got a favorite co-host and believes are to be paid for their hard work podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash TheBoochCast slash support is how you make that happen. And until next time, this is Vinnie Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The BoochCast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! While well, I see by the clock on a wall... That it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. 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 Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu. Bon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.